Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by the very, very gorgeous Donna Smiley from Take Break Magazine. Hello, Donna. Hi there. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you this week? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Looking forward to Friday already, which isn't good, but there you go. <laughs> Do you know something? Isn't it funny? You so know, bad. It's funny that you, you get to Tuesday and you kind of think, you're thinking of your weekend already. We're just over the weekend. I know, I try not to do it, but then I'm just like, mm, Friday, <laughs> la la la. <laughs> the funny thing is, I mean, I know we love our jobs, but it is yeah. kind of nice to get home at night and stick your feet up, isn't it? I just want to work four days a week, I sort of decided. So. Do you know, I would be very, very, very happy. And I think, you Me know, too. we should have some kind of, get onto the Human Rights Commission I or think something. So. Yeah. Three that days. Would be perfect. Everyone would be happier, off. wouldn't they? It's like a day to do all the boring stuff, like your housework and your shopping, and then two days just to enjoy yourself. Well, do you know, I would actually, Donna, I have to say, I would be actually prepared to work until six o'clock at night. <laughs> Me too. No, I would. It's like, that's fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. I think we're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, listen, uh, you guys are definitely on it all week because uh, you've been busy, busy, busy putting together the new issue of mm-hmm. Take a Break magazine. And uh, we've got a story from this week's mag and uh, it's taken at six days old. Donna. Yeah, so this is by a lady called Nicola, and Nicola says, I beamed as a little crowd gathered around me and began to ooh and ah over the tiny bundle in my arms. This is Lottie Rose, I said. I'd given back to my little girl less than a week earlier, and I was keen to show her off to my friends at church. They marvelled at her tiny fingernails and hands, and everyone said, isn't she gorgeous? But there was something troubling me. When I put Lottie Rose's coat on that morning, I'd noticed her left arm was floppy. Call your midwife, one of my friends says. As soon as we got home, I did just that, and she told me to take Lottie Rose to hospital. I'll be back soon, I told my partner, Adrian. In A&E, a doctor examined my daughter and asked, do you know what's wrong? He stared at me and then said, yes, her arm is broken. I was upset and shocked, but there was something cold in the tone of his voice, and I knew what he was thinking. I haven't done it, I said. I called Adrian and told him to come to the hospital straight away. In the meantime, I waited in a cubicle by the nurse's station, When I heard my name mentioned, my ears pricked up. The nurses began to talk in whispers, but I could just make out the words social services. I pulled back the curtain and said, I hope you don't think I've harmed my baby. We're just doing our best to treat Lottie Rose, one of them replied. Next, I was ushered into a side room where a doctor told me, if you leave the hospital for any reason, you can't take Lottie Rose with you. I started to feel afraid and then a consultant appeared. This type of injury is rare in a baby, he said. When it does occur, it's usually because someone has twisted and pulled the arm. At that moment, Adrian arrived. Lottie Rose's arm is broken, I said, bursting into tears, and the doctors think I've done it. Adrian tried to speak, but he couldn't get the words out. Instead, he reached into a bag and pulled up boxes of medication that he had for osteoporosis, and I could see he was trying to explain about that in case Lottie Rose had inherited the condition, but the doctor didn't seem interested at all. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw two police officers approaching. There was a woman with them, and I guess she was from social services. She said... We need to get to the bottom of this. Until then, your daughter will be placed into foster care. But she's only six days old, I said. She needs me. You can still see her, the social worker said, but you'll be supervised. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The police asked to look round our home. Seeing Lottie Rose's empty cot and her toys was unbearable. I kept thinking, someone must just realise this is a mistake. But the police opened an inquiry and we had to make statements. As we arrived at the police station, we were told, you're being arrested on suspicion of assaulting your daughter. Adrian and I were questioned separately. First I was asked if I'd harmed my little girl. Absolutely not, I said. Could Adrian have harmed her without you knowing, the officer said. I don't think so, I replied. The questions went on and on. 
Even my daughter, Sophia, 15, was quizzed. Eventually we were allowed home on police bail while the investigation continued, but all I cared about was Lottie Rose. Adrian and I were only allowed to see her for six hours a week, and the nurses and the social worker were there with us. I could feel their eyes on me when I touched my baby or picked her up. As time went on, the doctors remained certain that Lottie Rose's injuries were not the result of an accident. I knew I'd done nothing wrong, so that could only mean one thing. I didn't want to believe it, but the thought kept nagging away at me, and finally I snapped. One day I said to Adrian, Are you sure you didn't do it? Yes, he replied. Are you sure you didn't do it? Of course I didn't, I shouted. But not everyone believed us. I became convinced people were talking about me behind my back. When I called one friend, she said, I'm sorry, Nicola, but there's no smoke without a fire. I'd never felt so low in my life. And then social services dropped another bombshell. During one meeting, they began to talk about having Lottie Rose adopted. But you can't, I said, we've done nothing wrong. I looked around at a sea of faces and I could tell not one of them believed me. The stress of being accused of harming our baby was bad enough, but the news that we were going to lose her forever shouted both me and Adrian. We stopped talking to each other and retreated into our own worlds. Weeks went by and Lottie Rose remained in care. Every single minute was torture, emotionally and physically. Having just given birth, my body was primed to care for a baby, and yet I didn't have one. I ached to hold her and smell her and feed her, but I didn't know if I could ever do these things again. Then one night the phone rang. It was a social worker and she said Lottie Rose had been taken to hospital. What's happened, I gasped. She's got another fracture, she said. At hospital, the foster care explained, she said. I was dressing her when I heard her left arm snap. Another doctor came to see us and asked, Do you have any history of phone problems in phone sorry, bone problems in the family? Yes, said Adrian. This time the doctor did not dismiss him. Adrian explained, When I was nineteen I broke my back. I've been on pills for osteoporosis ever since. The doctor ordered more tests on Lottie Rose, including an X ray and an MRI scan. And the results show she had broken arms and very thin ribs, as well as abnormally small bones in her hands and feet. All of these were signs of a bone disorder. She was referred to a specialist who diagnosed a, mild, a form of a mild condition called osteogenesis imperfecta, also known as brittle bone disease. Could this have caused her fractures, I asked. Yes, he said. We learnt she'd inherited the condition from Adrian, who'd been wrongly diagnosed himself. After all these years, it turned out he didn't have osteoporosis. Instead, he had osteoporosis imperfecta. Within days, there was a court hearing to determine our daughter's future. Despite the new findings, I was still terrified that she'd be adopted. But the judge said that based on the evidence, Lottie Rose must be returned to us. I put my face in my hands and wept with relief. Six weeks after I'd taken my little girl to hospital with a floppy arm, she came home. It should have been the happiest time, but I soon realised the terrible cost of all those lost weeks. Lottie Rose didn't know who I was, and I didn't know her. She cried non-stop and I felt as though I'd been given someone else's baby by mistake. My confidence was shattered. My relationship with Adrian was also ruined too. We'd had so many arguments and said so many nasty things that we split up. Luckily, I had Sophia. She helped me care for Lottie Rose and slowly I built up my confidence. Little by little, I got to know my baby and finally we started to feel like mother and daughter. Lottie Rose is nearly two now. Luckily, apart from the obvious fracture, she's a happy, healthy little girl. But I will never forgive those involved in our nightmare. Doctors must carry out proper tests before they make serious accusations that ruin people's lives. We were lucky Lottie Rose broke her arm a second time. It seems a terrible thing to say, but if she hadn't, she would have been adopted and would have lost her forever.
And that's it. Oh, do you know something, Donna? This is, it's a horrible, horrible story. Thank goodness mm. it had, you know, a happy ending. But, no. you know, it's it's one of those situations it's where difficult. we hear so many children mm. that slip through, I know. Uh, you know, the, the social work system. And, mm. and, you know, social workers are so bogged down with paperwork yeah, and exactly. very, very busy. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, you would think that actually, you know, this is a good thing. But at the end of the day, they should have done tests to, to establish before, exactly what was wrong with Lottie yeah, Rose. It's it's no. a terrible story, but thank goodness, um, you know, and it does sound wrong. But thank goodness she did have that second fracture yeah, because course. she would have been. I I saw That's a story. Just terrible, isn't it? Someone's baby. Something. I know. I saw another story on one of the breakfast programs about mm. a family. The something similar had happened, but the daughter had been adopted out, oh and they never you know they weren't allowed to have the child back because That's this awful. child had been adopted i mean where it's terrible it's where where's the fairness in that it's just awful exactly it's like if you commit a crime there needs to be evidence there should be evidence before yeah. you know yeah. they, they take children away but then it's like you said it's so difficult a job to do isn't it it's it really difficult. is it really is and we hear you know stories where you know, children have slipped mm. through the net and mm. have ended up you know dead or, exactly. or oh, it's just awful awful yeah, but thank awful. goodness this does yeah she's all have happy a happy now. ending <laughs> and uh donna honestly it's been great speaking to you today oh, it really has it's always lovely to talk to you <laughs> and obviously uh take a break magazine is out and the new issue will be out when on Thursday. Yeah. On Thursday. So uh, do uh, go out and get it if you can. If you can and you want to take a look online, have you got the fully accessible web address? I have. It's www.takeabreak.co.uk. Donna, enjoy the rest of your week and thank, thank you, you and so you. much for joining us here it's in the Morning been my Mix. Pleasure. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.